Welcome to episode one, and I'd like to introduce myself. I'm Nerida Bint. I'm Vicky Weber. And the two of us today have decided... Vicky, why have we decided to do this? <laughs> because we tend to have these amazing conversations. Well, what we think are amazing conversations. <laughs> yeah. um, we, we meet up at a coffee shop or whatever and we catch up and it's these chats that we always sit there and go, God, I wish I had a press record on that. Mm. And so we just figure this is really... Um, well, it's a, it's a journey for both of us, isn't it, really, mm. of healing and, and self-exploration. And, um, yeah, and we just wanted to invite you guys in on our little chats. Yeah, so what you can expect from this podcast is um, a whole range of different topics. Like, obviously, we'll be really based around, you know, self-reflection, um, you know, connecting with self, relationships, communication, leadership, um, spiritual stuff, human design. You've yeah. got a really strong interest yep. in human design, um, shadow work, just basically anything. Nothing's really off limits. No. Um, you know, Vicky and I, both women who are from Newcastle in New South Wales, both built businesses up. So we're women in the business community here and we both work in the fitness space. So yep. obviously, you know, I was saying to you just last week, I saw a really funny meme on Instagram asking, <laughs> are there any PTs left or are they, or are they all life coaches now? Yes. And it made me laugh because, you know, it's so true. You start that fitness journey thinking you want to help people lose weight, um, get fit, get strong, get the, you know, find themselves again. But then before you know it, you're actually kind of learning a lot about their lives and themselves and their limiting beliefs and their conditioning and and well, that's what it all comes comes to, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like why do we have these blocks in nutrition? Why why do we find it so hard to get our nutrition under control and eat well mm. majority of the time? Like why is it such a uh, an influx of you know eating really well and then all of a sudden we fall off the bandwagon and we can't get ourselves back in? And yeah. it all comes down to mindset and mm. and what what is it that's holding us back? Yeah, and and it's interesting because. You and I have a lot of similarities, but then a lot of differences. And I think that's been a fantastic relationship that's expanded us both because I can see things about you so clearly that you don't see. Mm. You see things about me that so clearly that I don't see. Mm. And we've got such a great relationship. Like it, I think it's quite rare for people to be able to really have those deeper conversations and call each, not call each other out, but bring to light yes. something that you might not be seeing in the other person. That's right. And I feel like we've created a really safe space for each other in doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, and which is what enables us to have these amazing conversations, you know? Yeah. And, but, but also too, Nez, the, um, the journey that you and I have personally had as well, which we'll dive into as well, because, you know, my shortcomings and my, um, you know, um, the things that have held me back have also limited the things that that we we lost that connection there and that mm. was you know from my shortfalls that now I can sit here now and we've talked about it and I can admit it that you know that it's almost like a tall poppy syndrome mm. do you know what I mean like what a learning that is to mm. sit there and actually reflect on those things and go fuck you know Ooh. <laughs> that's okay shit <laughs> <laughs> We previously yes. had a conversation. We were going to try not to swear on this podcast, but and we've, I've broke, done we've broken that rule in the first however many minutes. So yeah, I do okay. apo- I do apologize for that. Sorry, everyone. It's okay. We'll get better at it. Three, three and a half minutes. Um, yeah. 
And so I guess really this is also too about our experiences yes. and how we've navigated through certain aspects of our lives, relationships, yeah. friendships. Um, yeah, we've definitely got a lot to talk about. Yeah, in those areas, right? it, life's a journey. And, you know, I think what makes me sad is so many people spend it alone or they feel alone in their experience. They feel alone in, in their heavier emotions and they think that there's something wrong with them. And, you know, I know my life changed in such a pivotal way years ago when I actually put my hand up. I was always known as the happy person, you know, and I finally put my hand up and said I was really struggling. And then all of a sudden that was the beginning of my unfolding and my healing. And, you know, there's been different phases of it for sure. And I think that's one thing I think we both really want for this podcast. We both really want people to know they're not alone Mm. and that, the way that they feel is very normal and there are other people out there that struggle mm. and navigating, you know, this crazy journey and mm. and that there's support there too, that people can reach out to us and we're contactable, we're accessible and yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you a question right Please. now. Um, well, let's just, the other thing that we've actually explored is or learnt about ourselves is that we are both um, manifesting generators and um, what's really funny about that is that's where Nez and I are very similar, but so surface level as well, because then when you go a little bit deeper into human design, you, or you, which is your energetic blueprint, you start to uncover that's where the differences are. But um, what's really funny about Nez and I is being this manifesting generator, nothing in our life is linear. <laughs> we are so far from it. We're like, yep, yeah, let's just wing it. We don't need notes. Let's just, you know, <laughs> and that's what's really funny and what's drawn this to come to light so the other thing about us is that we need to respond to situations so i'm going to ask nez a question right now which she's going to respond to hopefully oh of course yeah. this is my favorite thing <laughs> <laughs> so i what i want to know is because we are this is our first episode i want to know at what was the point that you started this journey um what do you mean by this journey? Oh, sorry. The, um, you know, where you start to explore that you see that there's another way. Like I can put mm. mine down to, you know, that when the student is ready, the teacher mm. arrives, right? Mm-hmm. Now I know what mine is December 2014 when I separated or when my husband and I um, split up. Like yeah. that for me was the, the start of my journey of, um, you know, self-exploration mm-hmm. I guess and and starting to take having to look at the the sides of myself that I really did not want to look at because mm. it's always through we do the work for two reasons we either learn enough that we have to or we go through enough pain that we oh, sorry we either learn enough that we want to or we go through enough pain that we have to so yeah. isn't that interesting mm. I can really resonate with that because for me it's been pain every time I think I've had two kind of rock bottoms yeah that have like really pushed me into this self-exploration. So one of them was, it would have been 2019 and I'd gone through a lot of pain. And to be honest, you know, like, you know, I grew up very confused, very lost, very alone in myself. And I really, I've, I've, I've grown up with a lot of pain in my life and a lot of sorrow and I, this is going to sound really depressing and, and, you know, kind of, you know, probably heavy for people, but I honestly, growing up, mm-hmm. 
always knew I always had this belief mm-hmm. that I would eventually take my own life. Right. It was just a matter of when. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds so it sounds so unreal to imagine that, but mm-hmm. I did. And I used to think it was when I turned 30. I don't know why I had that number in my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm very close to my brother and sister. I had this belief that like I couldn't do it before then because I needed them to be old enough and in their new family so that, you know, they wouldn't be so affected. And I remember going through some pain years like in 2019 and, you know, really taking those steps. I cleaned out my one bedroom unit. I wrote letters to everyone in my family and I took myself, you know, up to the top of Strezlecki night after night for a week mm-hmm. trying to will myself. And every single time, every night I'd get a little bit closer I'd get a little bit more, you know, but I was, I was obviously terrified and I was obviously, um, I obviously didn't really want to. Mm. And then I remember the last night, you know, I, I just couldn't do it again. It was like midnight. And I remember thinking to myself, it's okay. I'll come back again tomorrow. And I had something in me just snapped and I was like, no, I'm mm-hmm. not doing, I'm not repeating this pattern. Mm-hmm. I'm either stepping off this cliff right now or I'm ringing someone and asking for, for some help. Mm-hmm. And I obviously called a friend and asked for help and, you know, bless his heart. I, he lived in Cardiff at the time and he was, you know, there within, I think nine or 10 minutes, like yeah. he flew in. I was in such a state and, you know, that was the beginning. That was the beginning of me kind of going, all right, I'm not okay. I, I'd been to psychs before that. I'd been to therapists, but it was like, this was different. The first psych that I went to see after this. She happened to put me on to Brene Brown. She put me on to, you know, these a few different people. Mm-hmm. And then when I remember watching Brene Brown's TED talk in the car, in the car park, and just bawling my eyes out thinking, oh my God, the one about shame. Yeah. It was like, oh my God, this someone, this person gets yeah. me. Yeah. So that was the beginning of like this, not the surface level stuff. Like it was hard work, but it was, it was more about, you know, it was kind of like the tip, the layer. Yeah. And then, you know, I went to Tony Robbins. I went to like, you know, I signed up for some, you know, coaching and life coaching. And, and you know, I started seeing a therapist more frequently and I started to feel better. Yeah. And then I got into a relationship and then, you know, interestingly enough, after a couple of years, like the honeymoon period wears off, I just slipped because without doing the work, I slipped back into my pattern again Yeah, where I was critical and I was judgmental and I was, you know, pro- I was projecting my pain onto my partner without even knowing it, without and, even knowing it. And the people around you as well, oh, especially being in business. I mean, that is, oh, especially the business we're in, you know, 100%. when you're dealing with lots of oh. different people and personalities and things like that. I cringe when yeah. I think about the way I handled some situations. Yeah. I cringe when I think about you know, how, um, tactless I was and how, yeah. how uh, asleep I was, like how completely unaware and mm. how I was stuck in my own story. Yeah. I just victim. Everything that happened was, it, I had this belief that everyone was out to hurt me constantly yeah. and it's so sad, you know? Mm. And it wasn't until the end of that relationship mm-hmm. that I really started diving into this work, like yeah. the shadow work and the, the limiting beliefs and the conditioning. And I started to see how much of my past that I had been carrying and how much pain was still within me that I, and you know what the funny thing is, 
I used to think if this certain person would just apologize or this, if only this would happen, that would happen, I'd be okay. And then weirdly, some of those things did happen. You know, some of those people that had put me through pain did apologize. It did not make one iota of a difference to me. I remember thinking to myself, I don't even feel any different. It wasn't until I validated my own pain. It wasn't until I recognized my own yearnings. Mm. And it wasn't until I connected with myself and understood myself Mm. that I really started this work and understood how powerful it is. Mm. Yeah. And that was three, that was two and a half years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I've just been, and it's like you dive into it, you're into it hardcore for a little while, then you come up for air and you, you know, and then something else happens and you go like, you know, it's just a Mm. process and just an unfolding constantly, constantly peeling the layers back. Yeah. I had a, um, a therapist say to me once, and this resonates for me so much. She said, you have to imagine that when you're, when you're born, you're like a diamond Mm. and it's like a baby when a baby's born, Mm. it knows it's, it's worthy. It, a baby, when you look at a baby and you smile at it, it smiles straight back at you. If, if it's not already smiling, yeah, it's, and, and then they get older and they're toddlers and they're like, come and see me, come and watch me, watch me do this, come and love me. They're just like, me, me, me. I'm worthy of attention, I'm worthy of love. Mm. And we're diamonds, right? We're beautiful, sparkling. And then as we grow up, we get thrown dirt and mud at the diamond. Yeah. And as children, we get told things, we get shut down, we get shamed, we get rejected, we get, we're get we ignored. We're and that's abu- not just through parents, that's through oh. schooling and friendships and bullies in the life. playground, it's just life, yeah. And then if we don't have someone emotionally attuned to us to help us process. Yeah. So, we, you know, the interesting thing is, you know, I was just chatting to a friend yesterday. She's just had a little girl. She's a couple months old and I could hear she's going back to work and she was saying, I just don't want her to ever feel like ignored and I don't want her to ever feel like she's not cared for. And it's like, it's actually part of the human experience that we will go through confusion pain Mm. and it's not that that harms us in the long term it's being alone with that Mm. so if we have a secure base and we have somebody to come back to that we can verbalize those emotions we can work through and process that Mm. and we have someone to hold space for us and love us through that we can heal Mm. so it's not those experiences that damage us it's not having the person help us integrate Mm. and and develop through those younger years I liken it to this, um, you know, physical integration is the same as emotional integration, mm. right? So think about as a baby, we're born and you're laying down on and you cannot hold your own head up. Mm. So, and then the next phase is if I put you in a little tub, like a little seat, I can sit up and hold my head up and then I take the seat away and then all of a sudden I can sit cross-legged and I can hold myself up mm. and then all of a sudden I can crawl and then I can walk and then I can run. That's integration. That's mm. a that's a development phase, right? Yeah. Now, and we do that emotionally too. We emotionally grow the same way. Now, imagine if I as a little baby, as I'm getting to the phase where I need to crawl, imagine if I've got, you know, scar like sores on my hands and knees and I can't learn how to crawl. Like something stops me from going to that next phase. I'm stunted. I mm. cannot crawl, therefore I cannot walk. I can't progress, right? Mm. I'm emo- I'm physically stunted. Mm. Same thing happens with our... Well, just butting in here. Go for it. Why don't you share about um, your... Like, you know, why don't, why don't you let me know about yours? This is... 
if, if, yeah. if you feel okay about that. So because this is mm. this is really for me, you know, I could really resonate with this. Mm. You know, like this explains a lot about your journey through life. Yeah. Would you say? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. How do you feel about sharing? I'm just not sure what you're actually talking about. When you were a baby. Oh, like as in crying? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Like this is huge. Yeah, this is true. what you're talking about it's right now. Point. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, obviously I am like, I don't know if you, if you guys know me, but um, if you don't know me that well, I'm raised by two deaf parents, yeah. Um, which is, you know, a big part of my life and for so many you know, as anything, that there are pros and cons. Like there are gifts and there have been curses with mm. it too. And one of those things that I have pieced together as an adult, um, you know, one of my wounds has been being neglected, um, you know, my emotional needs not being met, um, being rejected, being ignored, feeling very confused. Mm. And when I was younger, I was raised you know, by my mother for the first couple of years, she was a single mother and she was very poor, very poor. And back in those days, it was really hard for deaf parents to know when their baby was crying Yeah, because they couldn't hear. Yeah. So if I was asleep in another room and I started crying, she just physically would not hear me. So, and then, um, when my brother and sister were born, they were bought, um, you know, uh, what are they called? Like the, they the were sensory sensory yeah. lamps yeah. that could sense when the baby was crying and a lamp would go off so my mum would be able to know baby's crying. That's right. So I've now pieced together that, you know, those years where I was left to cry and to self-soothe and to not know someone was coming to meet my needs has impacted me in a huge way. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, they did it in wartime yeah. where they had all the babies and they were trying to protect them mm. and babies were dying because they weren't getting the love and connection that they needed from yeah. that, that parent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, and, you know, this isn't about, like, ugh, this isn't about any criticism no, of anyone, of my parents not. or anything like that. Because you only, you only know what you know. That's right. Yeah. yeah, people are always doing the best that they can with what they've gotten. That's right. This didn't even really come up for me until many years ago, but... Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting yeah. like and as a mother of children yeah. when you when you shared that with me I really um I was like holy dooly like that's yeah I, that's massive. Yeah. Yeah, like really massive. And it was good for me because I mean it wasn't good but it was I suppose well it just gives you a little bit of the puzzle. Yeah. Pieces of the puzzle yeah. that can help you just go okay, I can understand that about yeah. myself now. I can see why that's happening for me. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, what I'm a big believer in is we all have an emotional home. We all have um, emotional uh, addiction. You know, we all have emotions that we repeat and we we just go to constantly. Because they feel safe. They feel safe. Mm. And it's the way we're conditioned when mm. we're growing up. Like, if we don't experience a lot of safety, joy, love and connection we have to default to other emotions and they're different for everybody, but those emotions such as confusion, mm. feeling alone, um, feeling neglected, abandoned and rejected. They're very common for me. So when I see though proof of that in my life, whether it be a stranger on the street who just ignores me, a friend, a colleague, a partner, a parent, it's, it's, that's my trigger. Yeah. That's my, you mm. know, whereas for somebody else, it might not be an issue. It might be their wounds might be around trust or about, you know, all sorts of different things. So yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. It's a big part of my journey, I suppose. And 
So, yeah. So that was your, that was sort of your turning point, 2019. 2019 initially and, into this work. And then what was the next one? You said there was it, two. The beginning of COVID. Right. It, so literally March 2020 in the one week, well, not the one week, but the one month I had broken up with my partner. Yeah. Oh, well, he broke up with me, the, someone I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with yep. and have children with. Um, two businesses closed due to COVID and just this crazy, what the hell is happening? I had yep. nearly 10 staff yep. that I was responsible for. Yeah. Had to move out of my home and yep. live in an Airbnb. So my whole life, I remember one night laying, it was the night that they announced the closures of the gym of all gyms and businesses. Yeah. I remember just laying in this Airbnb, looking up at the roof and just thinking to myself, like, what is happening in my life? Like, yeah. what is actually going on right now? Yeah. Just so afraid. And you know what? It's funny because I had been through a divine storm before mm-hmm. and I knew that. I was like, I know that this is a divine storm. I know that this is happening for a reason and I know that I can't see it yet and it's going to be hard, but, it was, but it's also still going to be hard. And it was, and it was, it was the beginning of me really showing up and doing the work, like actually unpacking myself. First book I read, I, f- I discovered that year, the holistic psychologist who, if she doesn't win a Nobel Peace Prize or some sort of crazy award, then I'm sorry. That's just, she, that woman is changing the lives of Millions. so many in yeah. the world. Her work is just incredible. I read her book and that was another book like that and Daring Greatly were two books that were like very, very um, pivotal in my life. Mm-hmm. And it was reading that book where I, I then realized all of the things that were playing out, like the pain that I went through in that relationship, what was happening. I could see it all in mm. such a different light. Mm. And then I, I stepped into it further and further. I started learning about inner child. I started learning about internal family systems. Mm. I started learning about attachment styles. I started learning about limiting beliefs, conditioning, all mm. this mindfulness, like mm. the mind-body connection. Mm. You know, one flawed thing I think about our system right now and the way we see the world, and I think this is definitely changing, is we go to talk therapy and we talk, 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 and 90% of people We're I talk f- to, yeah, no connection to the body. And there's just such an immediate, and don't get me wrong, I'm not going to discount anything, but there's this immediate like... Um, reaction to put people on antidepressants which we now know and if you want to follow the science science proves there's no actual improvement putting people on those and there may be a a time and place for people but what i want to ask the question is are other things being explored first before we're you know well they're saying that um depression isn't a chemical imbalance exactly we know that now now. we know that but So that's why I love the holistic psychologist work because she tr- ties it back to trauma and it is like, yeah. And Gabriel Mate and all these and other. For those that don't know who um, the holistic psychologist is, she, um, what's her name? Nicole LaPera. Dr. Nicole LaPera. She is a psychologist. She's a clinical, clinical psych. psych. Yeah. And she ended up and she's really come up against a lot of, um, you know, controversy and controversy and um, yeah, for the work that she's doing. And I remember following her when she had like 200,000 yeah, followers. Yeah. And now like she's got over 3 million or yeah. something, isn't it now? Yeah. Like she's just changing lives in a big way. Yeah. Mm. And I really commend her for that. Like that would have been really tough to... Oh, to step out const- against the grain. Yes, yes. We're quite familiar with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's why I think we can sympathize with her. Yeah. Because she started to question like, hang on a minute. 
Yeah. Where and and this is where the education system has a lot to answer for. Um, you know, how dare you question the system? How yeah. dare you go against, you know, peer-reviewed papers? How dare you go against and t- and even pose a question? Yeah. Zach Bush talks a lot about this. The death of academia yeah. is in the peer-reviewed papers and this this relentless commitment to you can only you can't question some, like the way that that's all, all set up, that you can only question it if it sits in with this, this, it's Agenda. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, And that's that then becomes, is it even science if you can't question it? Right? Exactly. That's what science is. That's what science it's is. exactly what science should be. Yeah. So that's my journey. Yeah. yeah cool. And, and I'm, I'm, you know, it's never ending. Like it's yeah. something will pop up again and I'll have to go back in and like, okay. Yeah. You know, I was on a walk this morning. And, you know, I happened to see somebody that also works in the fitness industry and I was so excited to see her because I thought, hang on a minute, like I haven't seen this girl in years. She's opened up a women's only gym and she just kind of brushed me. She just looked at me and just, you know, didn't make, she just didn't want to bar of me. And it brought up all those feelings again. I I felt a little bit teary. I was a little bit like confused and really rejected and... Mm -hmm. You know, normally I would have sat in that emotion for days yeah. and I would have called somebody, I would have, you know, vented about it, I would have looked for validation mm. and then instead I let my, I walked for like a kilometre and I was kind of really playing around with it in my mind and then I put myself in her shoes and I thought, what could be going on for her? And then I thought, wow, maybe she, like she started her journey at La Somme and then she went out and started a women's early gym. Like maybe she feels a bit awkward around me yeah. because of that. Yeah. You know, maybe she feels a bit inadequate around me. Maybe she feels a bit like intimidated by me. Maybe she feels a bit embarrassed or doesn't, you know? Yeah. And and then instead I came back from my walk. Like I just chose. Having compassion for her. Yeah. And myself. Yeah. Not having to dive into that, that repetitive cycle over and over and over and just leave it there. Yeah. Well, that's. That's a part of being um, an emotional gen- manifesting, manifesting, yeah, manifesting yeah. generator is this these waves that we go. So when there's something that triggers us or something that we react to, we go into a wave, um, and yes, we just we've got to try and shorten the Learn gaps. Learn how yeah. to ride the wave. So the, we ride, ride the wave. So we can yeah, not sit in it for three yeah. weeks. Whereas we have the a shadow aspect of us mm. is that we are able to sit in that funk for a lot longer than normal other people i'm not gonna say normal but what is normal but what is normal yeah yeah but yeah that's that's our um shadow coming out in ours is this trying to close the gap in our emotional wave so so emotional (laughs) so okay can i ask you a question now yeah now can you tell me yeah you know, you've dipped into this human design a couple of times on this chat. Tell me, when was the beginning of you discovering this work and what drives you to love, you know? Because I find it so fascinating. You know, you and I have been friends for such a long time, but the last, like, couple of months when you've been really kind of talking and reflecting back to me about myself, like mm. this human design work, I it really has helped me because... It's helped me to understand and make peace with those parts of myself that I normally shame and reject. It's yes, yeah. So I thought it's really work. It works well with yeah. You can limiting beliefs, beliefs, your mindset, the conditioning that we have. You can actually see it. So, um, look, I'm very new and I'm in the early stages of um, learning this um, human design, and 
gene keys and it's just blowing my mind it's yeah like you said learning about it has helped me have a lot more peace around certain things that I do you know from things that even my mum used to say to me oh my gosh how can you you're just going from one thing to another you've been a beauty therapist you're in dental and now you're in gym and now you don't what are you even doing now and I'm like (laughs) she's like you're just never happy and that's all I remember is my mother going you're never happy and I'm like but I feel okay (laughs) and it's actually a part of you know who I am I'm not meant to be linear I'm not meant to just be in the same industry for the rest of my life we have this ability to be able to like look at well, look at me right now fitness yeah nutrition yeah now i'm diving into energy work and yeah. all that sort of stuff and and, a and, and, and now a podcast yeah and and it's how we we are we have this superpower of being able to do all these things and bring them all in to yeah. one thing yeah like how the hell how do you do that <laughs> and then people will be like wow that's amazing how did you do that I'm yeah like, hmm, i don't know <laughs> i just came but yeah it's um look i'm yeah again like i said so human design is um basically it's our energetic blueprint and it's a combination of astrology western astrology um the i ching which is a chinese um uh chinese i ching the i ching yeah Chinese oh, what? Chinese, yeah, good question. Um, <laughs> and it's um, our chakras as well. Mm-hmm. So it's um, and and there's a few more things in there, but as I said, I'm quite new to this, so please um, uh, forgive me. But um, yeah, it's the there's areas and aspects of our life that we have centers that are defined where we are very comfortable and able to receive that and we feel very comfortable in those areas and then there's other aspects so undefined centers where we do actually take on the energy of others yeah um so you've got your aura you've got your type your strategy you've got um you know when you're out of alignment the feeling the emotion that it is and for you and i ours is frustration so when we're living out of alignment and things are happening to us Mm -hmm. um or yeah for us i should say Mm. because they're a really good indication of what's the polarity of that okay well i'm feeling frustrated now so that's an indication that i am just drifting out into Mm. the waves here and it feels a little uncomfortable and Mm. i'm getting a little frustrated so Mm. yeah so there's yeah look you couldn't just sit here and unpack it all right now Mm. in this one one this is something that we'll be unpacking for you know months and months but yeah it's been cool it's an eye-opener it's um as as i said it's uh really shines a light on the areas um and just helps you to be more accepting of yourself Mm. yeah and i suppose like play to your strengths yes like know like understand and go actually this is the best way for me to be productive and successful is to work this way yeah and even if it is yeah like just yeah even just knowing that yeah so there's five types yep let's go through those yeah so manifesting generator Mm mm-hmm um manifester mm-hmm. generator mm-hmm. projectors yeah and reflectors mm. and um yeah it's uh many gens tend to be quite our aura is very big we can walk into a room and you know we can really attract a lot of attention we're quite um group orientated mm. like we're very comfortable around people mm-hmm. um, manifestors can 
have a bit more of a um, they're the ones they're the initiators they're the ones that are thinking they're the ones that are coming up with these amazing ideas and you know the generators mm-hmm. are the workers mm-hmm. they're the they're the um, you know they're, they're re- really big energy to be around as well and lucky for you and I we're a combination of two of those those two and then you have your projectors which are wise beyond wise they have the ability to very emotionally aware um yeah just uh everyone needs a projector in their life Mm. especially an energy like us Mm -hmm. um and you'll find with projectors i have two projector children um one in particular he has this innate he's very emotionally intelligent can read a room he's 16 he's a boy and um he has this thing where i will go to say something and he'll say it at the same time or i'll say something he'll be like i was just thinking that mum, you know (laughs) so it's they're just very in tune yeah um and then you've got reflectors and look to be honest with you i'm not a reflector can sort of mold into whatever they depending on where the stars and moons are like the transits in astrology as to how they are but they can really take on all of the energies or energy types Mm. so Mm -hmm. i'm still learning about them i'm not really too clear but they're very small percentage like two percent of the world population is a reflector type so right. i was gonna say i hadn't really heard of that yeah one. and they're they're a, they're on the cycle of the moon they're on mm. a 28 28 day cycle right yeah is it is it just a coincidence like i feel like on instagram everyone i see that's like obviously everyone on instagram like all the people we follow and out there doing the work that we do so many of them are manifest manifesting generators yeah a lot is of that, them are yeah yeah is that because of like this type of work, it probably suits a many gen. Like, mm, not really. No, okay. No, I think it's not because no, I don't that... think I've really seen anyone say that they're a projector, a reflector. I've seen manifester and I've seen generator, and I've but I've mostly seen many gen ma- yeah, manifesting right. generator. Well, we're pretty out there. Yeah, we're with a we are not linear in any way. Yeah, um, and you know I think it entrepreneurship is sort of. Yeah, tied into that. It's tied just into a, it yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But again, I think um, I think what we really need to understand with um, human design and gene keys and stuff, it's the framework to your story. So it's not it's not this is who you are and you stay within that box. That's mm. so far from what it is. Yeah. And what it is, it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a, just a little bit of a framework that you can manipulate and sit with and contemplate and you know it, it's not necessarily mm. the the only way by Got any it. way like yeah. it's an experiment yeah it, human design is an experiment and yeah you, you experiment with different things and you explore but what it does what it's done for me is it's helped me to accept those parts of me where I was like gosh what's wrong with me yeah yeah you know and yeah it's uncovered you know, when you start diving in. So think of human design as an upside down funnel. Mm-hmm. And what we're touching on now is like the tiniest, it's the the top. So yeah. it's upside down. Yeah. It's the tiny little top. Yeah. And then when you start to explore your yeah. um, centers and you start to explore your, um, the, the, the gates, the gates and the circuitry and the channels, mm. that's when you start to get really you can see the difference. Wow. So like you and I are, a, we're many gens. Yeah. We're both, um, our strategies to respond. Yeah. Um, our, um, uh, what's the other one? Our authority is, um, emotional. We're emotional yes, authorities yeah. Yeah. and we are the same profile line, which is yeah. a five one. Yeah. So 
that has also been a really big teacher for me. Um, the five, understanding what the five one is, and it's a heteric investigator. And what that means is your five, your line five for us is a, um, now I'm getting put on the spot without my reference notes, but it's all inside of me and that's what I need to start <laughs> trusting. But um, the five line, let me say one, the one line is the, um, it's got to be, it's knowledge. We're hungry for knowledge. Mm-hmm. We, we want to know everything. We want to, we, we love to learn. We're very, um, you know, just hungry for knowledge, mm-hmm. which at the moment I'm going through, I've got about 10 courses on the go, yeah. which is standard for a manager yeah. as well, having yeah. 15 things on the go and yeah. managing to be able to do them all yeah. as well um, and not feel exhausted. Um, and then the line five of us is this is the part that at the moment has really helped me navigate some tri- tricky things in business. And that is that we are the karmic mirror mm-hmm. for the the people and what does that mean so what that means is we are it's a projector uh line so it's it's a projector field so what that means is and so it really does conflict a little bit when you come to your shadow work you know how it's like what you spot you got yeah yeah um but for us we have to be very careful that there could be elements of that Mm -hmm. so when someone is um when someone sort of spits onto you you're doing this you're doing that pointing the finger mm-hmm. we do have to sit there and think oh okay well i felt something from that and then you need we need to do a little bit of work as to well why did that come up for us mm. and then we can go okay well that's not really my stuff that's a karmic mirror mm. so we are on this earth to heal mm-hmm. to help people heal mm-hmm. to fix um, and we are here to project onto those people Mm-hmm. that um, there is um, something that they need to be looking at. Mm. Karmic mirror. Karmic mirror. I'll That's what we that are. Down. So if you're a line five in your human design, you are a karmic mirror. And it can be very, um, you really do have to sit there and, you know, we can have these situations arise with people um, and we can sit there and, it's very easy for us to take that stuff on and then we have to be so grounded in Mm -hmm. who we are Mm -hmm. so it's really important and with me personally i have a defined g center Mm -hmm. which is all about Mm self-worth whereas you have an open g Mm -hmm. center so sometimes when you have that reflection on you and being in the job that we have the business that we have that has been something that has come up for you mm. where you sit there and go oh i just don't really you know that self-worth feeling yeah, yeah. um whereas me those things have come up for me and i'm like no mm. no way that is not i know that this is like i know who i am yeah i know what i stand for yeah you know yeah, yeah. so that's where you sort of start looking and that's where we start to be a little bit different yeah. mm. wow this is so exciting so like where can people find out more about that with you like how can they get in touch with you and you know um, connect with you around that sort of stuff if they're wanting to understand their own yeah so i i do so i'm sort of diving into um like i love crossfit and coaching and strength and conditioning and work i've worked with you know all walks of life so many people uh women more so um and i have now dived into nutrition and what i am finding and this is why i've sort of started stepping into this realm is because nutrition is the how do i explain it but in 
if you can help me explain it better. But nutrition is, it's the thing that we can, we feel like we have control over. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we decide um, and we get to a point where we either are not happy with the way we look or whatever mm-hmm. that is. And we think it's nutrition. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, when someone comes to me because they want to get their nutrition on track, it is not about mm-hmm. the nutrition. Mm-hmm. There is something deeper going on. Yeah. And um, I am just really loving the limiting beliefs and yeah. breaking through um, what it is that's, you know, um, you know, why is it that people are emotionally eating and mm. or why is it that this, this person's not eating enough? And mm-hmm. you start to peel back those la- layers mm-hmm. and it, it just becomes so apparent. And human design is really helping me pinpoint those areas in people's lives i mean you can even see like me for example i've i can't remember what the gate number is but for my journey as well which we'll talk about in late later episodes but you know i'm so competitive by nature and my crossfitting career it just it makes sense as to why i've gone down that path and it's come with ease mm. you know very that, cool remember when we were talking about relationships yeah. you yeah. know when you've you, relationships is something that's always yeah. come up for you yeah I've had three. Yeah. Yeah, you've been married three times. <laughs> you've got all these kids. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, I've been lucky enough to be loved three times yeah. and I've never found yeah. that to be a problem to find. Yes, yeah. Whereas business and um, being seen in my business and, you know, whereas you've been great with that. Mm. Yeah, it's just so, so interesting, fascinating. I think that's been my biggest, like, like, for me, something I've really loved, like... Being around, I think we're so lucky to be surrounded by so many people that are, you know, into this sort of work and and having these conversations. I think it's great. But part of that is just seeing how different we all are and how some of us have, you know, no no limiting beliefs in some areas. And then we have so many strong, like, yeah. So we're wounded in some parts, but then totally free in others. Mm. And it's just so interesting because... You know, for me, for a long time there, I used to have this belief that like, you know, like around relationships, like, you know, well, doesn't everyone, like, I just used to think to myself, doesn't everyone feel this way? And and it's like, no, no, no. Mm. like it, you know, mm. they don't, you mm. feel this way because of something in your childhood. Mm. And it's just so interesting. Mm. Like, yeah, mm. you know, yeah, really, really interesting. Yeah. Mmm. Can't wait to unpack that on a deeper level, the human design <laughs> stuff. What else can we talk about? We're 42 minutes in. Are you guys enjoying it so far? <laughs> Are we waffling on? Do we call it there and then go no. for another one? Yeah, I think we definitely do another podcast, another episode. Or do we just continue talking? Well, look. And then we edit. So oh. you can tell we're really new to this. <laughs> Actually, Nez is not new to this, but she just paid someone to do it. But we're like poor now, so. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. We're actually um, wealthy as abundant, abundant, abundant. Um, but this is a little project, and we're just kicking off. So yeah, we don't have the funds to be paying. So yeah, for someone to run this to studio, yeah, yeah, we don't have the studio. So we're uh, working it out as we go. (laughs) So if it sounds like shit, we guarantee it will um, sound better in episodes to come. (laughs) Well, guys, maybe we will wrap up this episode, and we might make the next one a bit more specific. Um, But as you can see, we touched on 
a range of different things. Um, every podcast, I mean, look, maybe most episodes will be a bit like that. Probably. Who knows? Who knows? We will try and maybe, you know, make the episodes a bit more specific. We really just wanted to introduce ourselves and to kind of kick this off. And we hope that you guys love it. Um, if you do, please share it out. Tag us on Instagram. Spread the word because the more following and the more likes and shares that we get, the more that we know you guys are hungry for this. And Well, it's actually interesting because I said to Nez, because she said to me, um, I said, I think we should start a podcast, Nez. And she's like, and I was a bit nervous to ask her because she's got the, had the La Somme um, podcast. And um, she was like, no, I'm so keen to do that. And then I said, don't worry, it's either going to be a car crash for some people and they're going to be able to, they're just going to want to see what comes next. And so there's going to be people out there that are going to absolutely love it and there's going to be people, people that see it and go, not a chance. So, you know, hopefully you're the ones that uh, want, to, want to listen and want to hear what we have to say. Well, if you've made it this far, 44, um, <laughs> 44 minutes in, then you're doing well and you're not sick of us yet. We hope you join us in episode two. two yeah. What could we talk about in episode two? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. We might have to have a little break and we're on a bit of a roll here, so <laughs> we're definitely going to keep recording. Um, and yeah, please, if you listen to this and there's something you'd like us to riff on, talk about, if there's something in this where you're like, please talk about that more, send us a DM, let us know because, yeah, we're responders. So we're going to respond to our audience That's leading right. us. Yeah. We respond to you and, um, yeah, the questions that you ask. So let us know, guys. It's been so lovely chatting. So fun. So fun. See you later. Bye, everyone.